0: Welcome to episode 93 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer.
1: Hey, John, big news in the Apple world today.
0: Yeah, I suppose if... If you're an Apple watcher, an Apple fan, or just interested in the uh, you know the biggest uh, one of the most powerful companies in the world, then today's event you know is going to be relevant to you and relevant to the markets, and frankly, relevant to all of the uh, consumer technology of which they have taken a almost a stranglehold of uh, recently. Also, if you're an Apple skeptic like me, yes, and. Uh, i'm I'm sure there are many in that <laughs> camp as well. so, so let's dig in a little bit to Apple's big event today, which was you know, sort of minimally hyped from the Apple side, but then uh, fueled lots of rumor and speculation of the tech press. I imagine that Apple tech press probably uh, employs quite a lot of people who can uh, stoke the rumor mill. But now now we have the real um the real thing in front of us. and you know shall shall we start maybe with you know the anticipated object which i guess is going to dominate our wrists going forward the the apple watch what's your uh, sort of immediate reaction to uh, this uh future forward wearable that apple is uh putting forth
1: oh god i mean so so underwhelming i mean look you know if if it was announced as just sort of one product among you know among some other products that aren't very impressive or if there was some other really impressive product and then the apple watch was sort of a sideshow yeah then it would be interesting because i think for the quantified self folks um you know for the real data heads especially for i think for people who are very active and are tied into their metrics um there's some interesting things about it but uh, for the rest of us i don't think there's much there like our, our smartphones are already pretty convenient and give us what we need do we really need a duplicated on our wrist. I know the last time I wore a watch, um, this was 2004, I think. Um, the the scraping of the band on my laptop. Um, case when I was trying to type and use the laptop was so annoying, you know, I would always have to take the watch off, put it back on. Finally, one day I got mad and threw the watch across the room. Um, So having something on my wrist that is conflicting with uh, my otherwise uh, computer use, there's no value there at all for me. Um, We certainly have moved away from wristwatches culturally as the smartphones have have become um, predominant. I think it's a really niche thing. Um, There may end up being some killer feature that leads me to buy it. I don't see that happening. But even if it did, um, I I can only imagine using it in specific and limited instances, not having that big, you know, kind of ugly thing on my wrist. Um, So I'm... I'm really underwhelmed, and it goes it goes back to the theme we talked about at the beginning of the year that apple has has just really lost its mojo as the cool lifestyle computing company,
0: yeah, I think the problem that I have with the Apple watch, uh, or at least my initial um, difficulty with it, is you know stems from the fact that that I don't see a clear use case where it's Uh, either replacing something I have with something better and amazing or or just you know the uh, The design that's making me salivate and and making it uh, a must-have so with all of Apple's prior products and I mean all of them There was always those two things in combination that gave me the impetus to buy so when the iPod first uh, came on the scene the the incredible ability to put your entire music collection into your pocket. I mean, for me, that that was you know as a as a fan of music, that that was a big deal, and and it really sort of took that you know that Walkman, if you're a Gen X or growing up in the eighties, you had your, your yellow, uh, Walkman by your side. Um, it, it replaced that with something so incredible that, um, you know, you, you could only dream about it, right? Having access to your entire music collection, fine. So that's the iPod The you know, the iPad on the other hand, you know, starts replacing things like your television, your, your laptop, if you're in an entertainment mode, um, it, it, it replaces your sketch pad. It replaces a lot of things. Um, and, and it also just has this uh, you know, this must-have um, feeling to it, and it created an entire product category. Um, and you could say the iPhone sort of combines uh, you know all of those things into one. I'm still trying to figure out what the Apple Watch, um, like where that would fit in my life. Um, I'm certainly a lover of uh, watches as jewelry and as objects, art right so I mean I can really appreciate a a fine watch when I see it and wear it occasionally at a important event or something so you know it looks flashy right but beyond that um, I'm probably not as much uh, quantified sulfur as some of the other folks in the studio so I'm I'm really struggling because I I would I want to want it but I can't want it if you know what I mean yeah, absolutely, totally,
1: totally know what you mean, and uh, I think I think that's the problem that they're going to face. Um, it's it's expensive, and the the use is not clear, and I don't know, you know, how well it does financially. I'm sure they'll spin it positively, but um, I, I not just just not great, not great at all, and more than anything, it really just signals the the demise of of Apple from the standpoint of being a real innovator of of offering a, a, a trailblazing sort of unique solution um, in, in the, in the personal computing space, um, if the, the iWatch is their biggest announcement, it's the thing that they've beaten the drum on the hardest since the iPad, what was the iPad? 2010. So it's been five years. They've basically had no big announcements and this one, this is the product that they're really hanging their hat on. I mean, they're, all of the hierarchy is genuflecting and acting like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's, it's a really bad sign. Um, I, you know, again, I mean, I'm sure from a financial perspective, you know, they're still going to keep selling products hand over fist. But what we're seeing is the real erosion of of their position as the the leader. I mean, you know, five to ten years ago, whenever I would be in a meeting um, with a potential client, not everyone, but most of them, ostensibly, they'd say, we want to be like Apple. We want our stuff to be like Apple's stuff. And that's that. those days are going fast, and there's no sign of them – uh coming back and at the same time we're seeing really interesting new things from amazon from google from some other companies uh so the the things that are more likely to draw attention Aren't coming from Apple. <laughs> they're, they're coming from other places, which is which is concerning. And I expect the next big thing to come from, frankly, Amazon or Google. I think those are those are the two big ones. But ironically, with the watch, you know, John, you and I saw over the weekend. There's a new startup doing a watch, a digital watch called Runcible. And that thing is really cool. Like, if I want a digital watch, I'm getting that thing. Like, that's what I'm excited about. And and they've completely outflanked Apple by better understanding the market, better understanding this moment in time. Um, it's just all very troubling. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, just to follow up on your comment about Runcible, they've got the uh, uh, natural wood casing uh, that that mimics the shape of the pocket watch of old, um, and is sort of uh, you know not quite a steampunk, not quite a steampunk look to it, but but that sort of sort of beautiful wood um, exterior, which makes it I I think in some ways a little bit more. Uh, accessible object at least if you're uh, you know if you enjoy that kind of craftsmanship and so that you know additionally that that's um, and I don't know if this if this will be an oncoming trend but it feels like a more personal object right the You know at times computing objects can feel impersonal which is why people will go and modify them so it reflects their their personality the the runcible uh, seems immediately to have that that greater degree of personality and accessibility and and things that you know would make me want to own it so kudos to them for uh, uh, for integrating Uh, those aspects into their design they have they have they have a much better
1: sense of what the market and what we as consumers need at this moment in time we are laden with iphone ipad macbook Um, we're always in these you know aluminum steel microchip screen um, bright devices and uh, you know that's not that's not the totality of what we are. And so piling more of that on and doubling down isn't what we want right now. And Apple is completely tone deaf to it. And uh, Runcible, this little unknown startup, albeit with um, a really strong uh, executive team with with great background and credentials, uh, is. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I that wood casing rock on man. That looks really neat. The, the round form factor fantastic like that's something cool. That's something that um, that better aligns with the the whole of who I want to be as a person than the Apple stacking, you know, stacking the same crap on top of more
0: right yeah you know one sort of final thought on 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 the apple watch in terms of its uh its adoption curve right so the the iphone with it with its you know price point uh was you know that price was mitigated somewhat by the phone companies providing a little extra incentive for you to sign up for service right so I don't know who paid full price for their iPhone. Maybe a lot of folks did, but um, for me, I've always obtained it through a, uh, a package through through one of the uh, cellular or um, uh, smartphone carriers. So for me, the you know the price was always slightly reduced, and I don't know whether you know the carriers are going to have services that that relate to the Apple Watch, um, and therefore subsidize in some way. But I think that was a really helpful way for the iPhone to get some additional traction, and I just don't know that they're gonna have access to that kind of uh, capital outlay from carriers with this particular product.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, another problem with it too is, which which flows out of what you just said, is that the, the average person can't afford it. You know, I mean, one, um, one thing that in the past I liked about being an Apple user along with their great innovation was not everybody had their stuff. And I'm increasingly shocked as I go through the world how, how so many people of all um, – of all income brackets, of all levels of the socioeconomic strata, are carrying around iPhones despite the expense of the device and or despite the expense of the um, you know, the, the carrier plan. Uh, that's not gonna be the case with the iWatch. And the, the problem that they have is now that they're catering to presumably just more wealthy people, uh, watches, like that market has a lot of really gorgeous, high-end, well-designed stuff. And by comparison, the, the iWatch is a really clumsy, hacky thing. So I guess maybe they can hope that uh, wealthy people want to differentiate themselves against the masses by being the ones who are, uh, you know, mobile computing with an iWatch as opposed to an iPhone. But boy, I mean, if that's the bet they're taking, whew, that's a long one indeed.
0: Yeah, very true, very true. So let's talk about some of the other Apple announcements today, and uh, and uh, see see what else the. Uh, uh, the tech giant has to offer. Uh, what did you notice from the event, Dirk? Well, you know, the other the other sort of big announcement, I think, was their
1: emphasis on the Apple Health Kit, and particularly really drilling home the notion of the research kit, of the citizen scientist, of uh, collecting data from all of us all the time. And that's a feature that I'm, I'm sure will flow into the the iWatch as well, although it's one well supported by just the iPhone itself. Um, so that's that's interesting that they are going going sort of all the way with that. Certainly in a way beyond other, what other companies have done. I mean, there's, there seems to be no doubt that Google will, will do the same thing. And Samsung, you know, depending if we're talking about software or hardware side, these companies will, will do the same thing and go down the same path. But it it really lifts the kimono a little bit on their, their strategy of sort of total self, total life computing, um, because they really had a lot to say about that.
0: Yeah, and I think there are elements of the research kit, if if not uh, it it in its entirety, that that are open source, uh, which bodes well for the research community, which you know is uh, not doesn't often have you know the uh, the funding to back it up. So uh, that will certainly drive adoption, and I I think as well the uh, the idea that uh, mobile health scales right, so it's you know, very difficult to uh, scale healthcare uh, when you're talking just about uh, clinicians, doctors, nurses, what have you. But uh, if you're talking about access to your data or um, you know methods for tracking yourself via your uh, smartphone, then all of a sudden you have this uh, you know digital health capability that can that can grow quite quickly, uh, which is sort of the 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 ongoing promise of of m health and and the uh, uh digital health movements behind that so you know ultimately i i think this is this is a this is a good bet that that apple's uh uh taking with the research community and you know we have we have uh a number of services that we've worked on here at involution that uh, that will relate to that community, so I can only imagine uh, that sooner or later we're going to be uh, using research kit ourselves yeah yeah there's
1: there's no question about it uh, you know uh, thinking back to the whole the whole talk today, I mean another thing that that really stood out in a positive way for me was h uh, b o now on apple t v so You know i was an early cord cutter i cut um boy i don't know how long ago more than five years ago initially and um eventually went back you know now i've got direct tv because the the options just weren't there like it was a little it was a little dicey and recently i've been looking and asking myself what's what is the gap you know what would it take for me to cut again and there's only a couple of things hbo being one of them so um, you know seeing this move to Apple TV is kind of a big deal because it may be just enough to push me back to being a cord cutter and boy that would save us a lot of money every month um, so that was that was pretty cool I was excited to see that
0: yeah the the evolution of uh, sort of the, the new networks right the streaming services that are that are gaining uh, by leaps and bounds I mean HBO is uh, you know, definitely been a, at least keeping pace, if not ahead of the pack, just because of their strength of their content. And then also, you know, they have the sort of vision to, you know, create the streaming service in and of itself. Uh, but it's it's amazing to me the amount of attention that Netflix is garnering for its original programming and that Amazon, you know, recently won, uh, you know, an award for its Transparent series. Um, so it's no longer... Uh, you know the content ghetto, right? For the streaming services, all of a sudden, streaming services are kind of you know the new networks, for lack of a better term, and they're experimenting and they're doing things in interesting ways, and they're they're really um, you know moving the ball forward. So I think you know as uh, similar to you, the fact that HBO is now uh, cable company free and you know available to to me like a fantastically huge fan of hbo content um and you know i could probably watch it all day that you know that to me i you know i'm I'm extremely excited now i just you know sort of need to figure out the ins and outs of of live sporting events and you've got me as a cord cutter
1: Well, let's see what else what else did they talk about today they, they you know they emphasized the car play so we talked before about you know apple and, and automobiles right now they're still you know cooperating the big announcement with CarPlay was they say all major brands and manufacturers will support easy iphone integration that'll sure be nice i mean that would be enough reason for me to wait an extra year to to get a car um i'd sure as hell love to use my iphone more safely um, while i'm while i'm transporting around so so that was a plus
0: yeah, it, it really speaks to Apple uh, exploring these these, you know, other categories. We we talked about the Apple car rumor as well. Uh, just the idea of the car as, as a moving room now of technology. They're they're trying to get their tendrils in there and and you know they've they've done a good job of it so far. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen how far they go, whether there's an Apple car out there and not just a car play. Um, but it's, it's fascinating to me the evolution of these tech giant companies. You mentioned Google and Amazon as you know, also being right up there uh, in the mix uh, in, the, in this competition. And what they'll really look like in the next decade or so, uh, time will tell. But I imagine that the Apple and Google and Amazon of today are not going to look uh, anything like their, uh, their future instantiations
1: yeah yeah that's that's true and and the last thing that i'll i'll mention from the talk is they they of course announced new macbooks um they're all smaller yet better which is what is always the case with these things which is a good thing but they also had now have more colors so they have sort of a a a mirroring the iphone lineup a space gray a silver and a gold and man i cannot freaking imagine walking around with a gold macbook um that would just be embarrassing don't you think? Yeah, it feels more like bling now, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd have to be a Kardashians fan, I think, to be running around with that.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not certain. Gold's not really my color, so uh, that's might be okay for somebody else, though. Um, but it's not a. Uh, it's not a fashion accessory, or is it? Do we even know anymore?
1: Well, you know I mean I, getting some personality into your machine um you know that's 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 understandable i mean Apple certainly was successful with that you know fifteen or so years ago um but gold i don't know man it's just it it feels tone deaf um it feels really tone deaf so they're, they're kind of boxing me into the silver and space gray, and that's just sort of two shades of the same stripe
0: yeah well i'm I'm right there with you so uh so we will avoid the uh uh, the gold MacBook, and uh, stick with, with the standard silver, I think. Right. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life. And go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening, or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at D-Niemeyer. That's at
0: D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Or email me, Dirk, at GoInvo.com. So that's it for episode 93 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time.